0: Welcome to Money in the Market, I'm Hong Bin Jung. The stock market rally that marked the first half of 2023 continues into the second half as many investors cling to the optimism that has helped the market advance by 15% for the year to date. And that's as investors believe that the Federal Reserve will successfully tame inflation and swiftly turn to cutting interest rates, while U.S. economic growth and company earnings stay solid. But with uncertainty that remains in the market, can this rally last and are U.S. stocks still an attractive option for Singaporeans? Well, joining us on the phone today to tell us more is Jonathan Wu, who's a senior research analyst from Philip Securities Research. Hi, Jonathan. Welcome back to the show.
1: Hi, great to be back.
0: Okay, so Jonathan, the U.S. stock market has been you know, long regarded as one of the top choices to invest in when it comes to diversifying portfolios across the world. So how have markets performed in the first half of the year?
1: Yeah, so actually, the U.S. markets have done really well. Uh, the S&P 500 was up about 16% mm. uh, in the first half of this year. Uh, if you take a look at Um, Some of its historical performances, it's about four times more than its average performance over uh, any first half of the last 10 years. So it's quite a significant outperformance. When you take a look at the NASDAQ, which is mainly comprised of tech stocks, uh, the NASDAQ composite was up uh, more than 30%, which is also uh, significantly above its uh, long-term average. Um, When you you take a look at what really drove the markets, uh, it was really the mega cap, uh, magnificent seven stocks that, that drove most of the growth. Um, I think you can attribute about 75% of uh, the growth in S&P 500 coming from uh, just these seven companies.
0: Okay, okay. So optimism in the U.S. stock market, that seems to be continuing into the second half, especially after that U.S. inflation report that we saw last week, signaling a potential easing of further U.S. interest rate hikes. So, Jonathan, what's the outlook of the U.S. stock market in the second half of the year?
1: So we're a little bit more cautious about the U.S. market in the second half. Uh, I think there's still you know, possible recession signs that could bring about a little bit of uh, volatility. Many leading indicators are still flashing uh, warning signs. At the same time, you know, corporate earnings uh, are still kind of a little bit sluggish as compared to you know, how the stock market is actually doing right now.
0: Okay. Okay. So, you know, the S&P 500, it's increased 16% year to date. So do you think the S&P 500 is likely to climb above the 2022 high?
1: We think it's it's not impossible. I mean, the 2022 high is only about six to seven percent away. So I think it will take uh, you know very good corporate earnings results for the second quarter, which we are in right now, plus uh, you know strong guidance for for a lot of these companies to actually push stocks uh, mm-hmm. higher. Although we do think that you know if we see stocks kind of go a little bit higher than where it is right now, we could see some significant profit taking at the top. Um, especially as as the highs are probably going to, you know, key resistant areas for, for the the broader market. Mm. Um, At at the end of the the day, you know, our our base case for, for this year is actually for the S&P 500 to be in a range of about 4,100 to Mm -hmm. 4,200. And that's, pretty much about 7% lower than uh, where we are actually right now.
0: Also, I want to talk about the NASDAQ. I mean, the NASDAQ did particularly well during the first half of this year. Can this positive direction continue for the NASDAQ? I mean, it looks like the so-called Magnificent Seven, which includes Apple, Alphabet, Microsoft, Amazon, Meta, NVIDIA, and Tesla stocks, they were the primary drivers. Will they continue to drive up markets for the second half as well?
1: yeah we we think it's going to be a little bit difficult for this group of companies to to continue driving upwards i think in terms of valuations uh, many of these companies like tesla and nvidia are extremely overstretched mm-hmm. uh while you know earnings growth estimates for for this year are still relatively muted mm-hmm. um, so there, there hasn't been a significant a positive reversion in in that aspect however it's still you know very difficult to predict uh, especially with such strong momentum and positive sentiments uh, especially for, for these group of stocks.
0: Mm-mm, okay, okay. But other than you know, the Magnificent Seven, are there any particular sectors or investment opportunities that have a positive outlook in the second half of the year? Yeah,
1: so if we expect interest rates to maybe start coming down um, in 2024, we could look at some interest rate-sensitive sensitive sectors like uh, utilities. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because you know, utilities are kind of a defensive play and, and uh, the main attractiveness from utilities are its dividends. Uh, so as rates start to come down, then these dividends uh, start to become a little bit more attractive. At the same time, industrials uh, is a sector that could benefit uh, from increasing government spend, uh, especially with President Biden trying to pass another $2 trillion infrastructure bill mm-hmm. uh, that w- would help to boost some industrialization uh, in the U.S.,
0: Okay, okay, but what risks remain in the U.S. market? I mean, is a recession still on the table and could that turn the tide for markets to see a further rally?
1: Yeah, so a lot of the economists has actually revised their estimates for recessions. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pushed it, you know, from the end of twenty twenty three to to the early part of twenty twenty four. I think a lot of uh, leading indicators are still, you know, flashing warning signs, and bond yields are still heavily inverted. So. So there is still uh, this kind of recession risk, uh, if you want to talk about it. In terms of inflation, you know, despite uh, inflation easing a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, any unexpected reverting in inflation numbers could uh, significantly impact uh, market markets uh, quite negatively because you know everyone expects uh, inflation to come down. Uh, More or less in a straight line, and we're not sure if that will actually happen or not.
0: Right, right. But, Jonathan, should Singaporean retail investors then consider investing in the U.S. stock market? I mean, are U.S. stocks still an attractive option for Singaporeans?
1: Yeah, I I think at the end of the day, uh, you know, the long term performance of the U.S. markets uh, have been significant than, you know, once you get, at least in Singapore, right? Mm -hmm. Um, At at the same time, investing in it is great for diversification. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got uh, this this huge access to globally influential companies like the Magnificent Seven um, that is not really readily available uh, in Singapore's market. Um, at the same time, the US market is a little bit, uh, it is much larger and much more liquid uh, providing a lot more uh, investment options for, for investors. Mm. Uh, and in addition to all that, you know, you've know got this uh, wide range of sectors and industries that, that uh, you can have exposure to that we just don't really get in, in the markets over here.
0: Okay, okay. so for those still looking to tap into the U.S. market, what advice do you have for them? I mean, what should they know to safely trade and get the best returns on their investment, especially amid the current market environment?
1: So I think, firstly, you've got to align your investments with uh, your own risk tolerance, tolerance, and risk mm-hmm. appetite. Uh, especially in in the U.S. market, because it's a little bit more volatile than than the Singapore market. You know, don't put all your eggs into one basket. Diversifying across uh, different sectors and, and and different stocks is, is uh, definitely a good idea. Maybe use ETFs I- instead. Mm-hmm. And at, at the same time, if you're going to be investing in in individual sectors or individual companies, uh, make sure you understand you know how these companies operate or how these uh, sectors, uh, at least outlook for some of these sectors, you know, whether they are sunset industries or whether they are these high growth, uh, high risk, high reward uh, uh, industries.
0: Okay. Okay. And before we let you go, Jonathan, how can financial houses like Philip Capital help their investors to carefully navigate the stock market and make informed decisions? Um, so
1: from an individual level, uh, you know, we offer personalized advice for clients. Um, we also promote, you know, financial literacy through webinars and seminars with, with topics uh, curated to fit uh, our investment community. Um, on an educational level, we have our research team, uh, which I'm part of, that provides uh, regular research reports and market analysis, uh, which is shared through either in print reports or weekly and quarterly webinars to to make sure that our clients are up to date with the latest news. Uh, and on a product level, you know we do offer a wide ra- wide range of investment options. Um, at least for the U.S. market, we do have some new products. The first being the U.S. Asian Hours, so we allow uh, trading of U.S. counters um, mm. when when markets are actually closed and and when uh, you know Singaporeans are awake, uh, we we do also have uh, U.S. options to to help to limit some of the downside mm. risk for investors.
0: Okay, okay, well, thank you so much, Jonathan, for joining me today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on.
0: Thank you. We've been speaking with Jonathan Wu, who's the senior research analyst from Phillips Securities Research. I'm Hung Bin Jung, and this has been Money in the Market. Stay with Money FM, eighty-nine point three.